encourage you to make your way to that passage. We'll spend most of our time together there in Proverbs, the 31st chapter. So good to see you guys this morning. We have many people who are here. It is so good to be with this wonderful group here at Rolling Hills. We have a few guests who are here with us. We really appreciate your presence. You all are our honored guests. It's always a wonderful thing to worship together with God's people in spirit and in truth. We'll get started in Proverbs, the 31st chapter. King Lemuel likely lived in luxury as he sat on his high and exalted throne. He ruled over priests, he ruled over princes, he ruled over peasants, he ruled over hundreds and thousands of people exuding a tremendous amount of force to anyone who got in his way. He laughed at those who would try to hurt him. He scoffed at things that would pollute his mind. He was touched by those who were hurting. And every single day, he made it his goal and his aim to see past the flesh and into the heart of all mankind. You see, in spite of Lemuel's great success, in spite of his riches, his wealth, his fame, and this abundant power that he had, King Lemuel was a man who had a heart. Even though this crown rested on his head, he never allowed it to get to his head. Even though this crown rested on his head, King Lemuel never, ever, ever, ever forgot the words that his dear mother said. And so, the question that we ask ourselves this morning is, what did she say? Proverbs chapter 31 and verse number 1. The Bible says, The words of King Lemuel, an oracle that his mother taught him. Verse 2, What are you doing, my son? What are you doing, son of my womb? What are you doing, son of my vows? What are you doing? Here in this passage, Lemuel's mother is asking him, What in the world are you doing? And she asked him this question on three different occasions. And friends, she doesn't ask him this question to get a response from him. She doesn't ask him this question three times because he didn't hear her. She is asking him this question in this way to get his attention. What are you doing? Here in this passage, we have an impassioned plea of a woman, a mother, who is expressing her inward heart, her raw emotions, as she is completely and totally overwhelmed by the thought of her son sinning in some type of way. What are you doing, she says. Verse number three, do not give your strength to women, your ways to those who destroy kings. Here in this passage, the first thing that King Lemuel's mother is telling him is, as king, you must control your body. 
You must learn how to control your body. Do not give your strength to women. You are very strong. You are very powerful. You are very mighty. It is you who is seated on this throne. It is you who is wearing the robe. It is you who holds the golden scepter. And that crown is resting on your head. You are very strong. Do not allow a woman's appeal and your desire for her to ruin your life. Don't give your strength to women. Learn how to control your body. As she is speaking to him, perhaps his mind was drawn back to Samson. Samson was one of the strongest men in Scripture. But in spite of his strength, his life ended in a very tragic way because he literally gave his strength to a woman. He gave his strength to his wife, Delilah, who conned him into telling her where his strength lied. And in the end, he found himself blind, bald, and bound. His life ended in a tragic way because Samson was unable to control his body. And here in Proverbs chapter 31, King Lemuel's mother is essentially telling him, don't be like Samson. Learn, learn how to control your body. As she spoke to him, perhaps his mind was drawn back to Samson, or maybe it was drawn back to the young man in Proverbs chapter 7, who was lacking sense. That young man who was wandering near the street corner of her house during twilight. That young man who was enticed by her appearance. He was captivated by her speech and he was led into her home. And all of a sudden, as an ox goes to the slaughter or as a stag is caught fast, an arrow pierces his liver. And he had no idea that this woman and his desire for her would have ended his life. All because he was unable to control his body. Solomon would say there in Proverbs chapter 7 in verse number 24, Do not let your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths. For many a victim she has laid low and all her slain. All her slain are a mighty people. They are a powerful people. They are rulers. They are people who have great authority. They are kings. All her slain are a mighty people. Her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. Do not be led astray by her. Learn, King Lemuel's mother is saying, learn how to control your body or it could cost you your life. But not only that, here in Proverbs chapter 31, King Lemuel's mother reminds him, not only must you control your body, but as king, you must learn how to control your mind. You must control your mind. Proverbs chapter 31, in verse number 4, she says, It is not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings, She's repeating herself again. It is not for kings, O Lemuel. She is trying to make a point. She is trying to get his attention. It is not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to take strong drink. Kings, people of power, 
people of great importance, people to whom much has given, do not drink wine. They do not take strong drink. Why? Why don't kings, why don't people of great power and importance drink wine? Why don't they take strong drink? Because they lose control of their minds. She says in verse number 5, lest they forget, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and pervert the rights of all of the afflicted. It is not good for you to be intoxicated because you will forget, because you will lose control of your mind. She continues to say in verse 6, Give strong drink to the one who is perishing and wine to those in bitter distress. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Kings don't drink wine. Kings don't get drunk. Kings don't get intoxicated. That type of garbage is for people who are perishing. That type of garbage is for people who are dying so that they can forget about their trauma. But kings, kings must have their mind. The prophet Hosea said in Hosea chapter 4 and verse number 11 that sexual immorality, wine and new wine, take away understanding. And what King Lemuel's mother is saying to him in this passage is, as king, it is essential... It is essential that you have understanding. It is essential that you have judgment, discretion, and wisdom. Because you have a nation to rule. You are king. You must control your mind. But not only that, here in Proverbs chapter 31, she tells him that you must soften your heart. As king, you must soften your heart. You must care about people. You must love everyone. Proverbs chapter 31 and verse number 8. She says, Son, open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth. Judge righteously. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. As king, while you are seated on your throne, while you have all of this power, while you are ruling over this nation, as you have all of this ability and influence on this world, use it to help other people. See those who are in need and give to them. Speak up for those who do not have a voice. Help those who are hurting. Judge righteously. Be someone who loves and cares about everyone. Be someone who does what is good. What is good? Prophet Micah said in Micah chapter 6 and verse 8, Goodness is justice, love, and mercy. And what Lemuel's mother is saying to him in this passage is, be someone who is just, be someone who is loving, and be someone who is merciful. That is how a king lives. Control your body, control your mind, soften your heart, and see her soul. As king, you must see her soul. Whose soul is she talking about, Tim? The soul of the woman that he would soon marry. In Proverbs chapter 31 and verse number 10, King Lemuel's mother asks a rhetorical question. An excellent wife, who can find? She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm. 
All of the days of her life, she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. Verse 20, she opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. It is very interesting, as King Lemuel's mother is describing the perfect woman, she says absolutely nothing about her face. She says nothing about her hair. She says nothing about her nails. She says nothing about her clothing. She says nothing about her figure. She says absolutely nothing about this woman's physical appearance. Everything that King Lemuel's mother tells him about the perfect wife is about her soul. Son, I want you to look into her soul. I want you to find a woman who works hard. I want you to find a woman who is respected in the community. And I want you to find a woman who will take care of her family. Ultimately, I want you to find a woman who fears the Lord. Such a woman is to be praised. Such a woman is very rare. Such a woman is a treasure. This is the type of woman that you must find. See her soul. Here in Proverbs chapter 31, as his crown rested on his head, King Lemuel, in spite of his power, in spite of his fame, and riches, and wealth, and honor, in spite of all that he had, he never forgot the words that his mother said. Control your body, control your mind, soften your heart, and see her soul. Today is December the 12th, the 8th, 2019. And though we may not have riches as Lemuel had, Though we may not sit on a throne, though we may not have a crown resting on our head, though we may not have abundant power, all of us, like kings and queens, have been tremendously blessed. We have been blessed in a very, very abundant way. 
In 1 Peter chapter 2, the Apostle Peter is writing to Christians who are suffering. And he encourages these Christians by reminding them of who they are. He tells them that they are a royal priesthood. They are a chosen race. They are people who have been called out of darkness into the Lord's marvelous light. They are people who once were not a people, but now they are God's people. There are people who once had not received mercy, but now they have received mercy. This is who they were, and this is who we are. We are an incredibly blessed people. And as such, to whom much has been given... Much is expected. Just as King Lemuel, as king, was expected to control his body, we must be men and women who are able to control our bodies. Have control of your body. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul is writing to Christians who are unable to control their bodies. Paul says your body is not your own. Your body is a temple of the Lord. It is not meant for sexual immorality, but is meant for the Lord. They said, well, well, Paul, the Lord gave me these passions. He gave me these desires. And so I have to fulfill these desires. Paul says that's not the type of attitude that you must have. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, he says the body... In the latter half of verse number 13, the body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Verse 14, and God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? He says in verse number 17, the one who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with the Lord. Flee, verse 18. Flee sexual immorality. Our bodies are joined to the Lord. We have been called out of darkness into the Lord's marvelous life. We've been called out of darkness into fellowship with God. We are Christians. We are this royal priesthood. And as such, as such people who have been given so much, as such, as people who have such tremendous blessings, we must flee sexual immorality. Have control of our bodies, run from sin. Be like Joseph in Genesis chapter 39 and flee. Jesus would tell us in Mark chapter 9, if our right eye causes us to sin, pluck it out. If our hand causes us to sin, cut it off. If our foot causes us to sin, get rid of it. Because it's better to go through life blind, lame, and crippled than to go to hell where the worm never dies and the fire is not quenched. Whatever it takes, get sin out of your life. Have control of your body. To whom much has been given, much is expected. We must be people who control our bodies and we must be able to control our minds. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, the Apostle Peter is writing to Christians who are living in a world that was consumed with sin. A world that was saturated by the, by the vices of Satan. And what Peter is telling these Christians in this passage is, if you want to be able to, con- if you want to, be able to keep these wonderful blessings that God has provided for you, if you want to be able to hold on to this imperishable hope that is provided for you through Jesus Christ, if you want to stay grounded in the truth of God's Word, then you must be on the alert. 
You must be sober-minded. You must be watchful because Satan is prowling around seeking to destroy you. There is absolutely no way in the world that we are going to be on the alert for Satan and his vices. There is absolutely no way that we are going to be able to stay grounded in the truth of God's word. And there is no way in the world that we can keep Satan from robbing us of our eternal blessings if we are not sober-minded. If we are filling our hearts and our minds with the spiritual and the physical intoxicants of this world. I don't have to go into detail about what that is. You all know what it is. I know what it is. We must not be consumed with those type of things. Instead of filling our hearts and our minds with the physical and the spiritual intoxicants in this world, we must fill our hearts and our minds with the Spirit. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 5, and verse 18, don't be drunk with wine. Don't be drunk with wine, because that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. How are we filled with the Spirit? We are filled with the Spirit by spending time in the Word of God. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22, we have the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. We have those attributes in our lives when we are spending time in God's Word. Reading, studying, meditating, and reflecting on His truths. Instead of filling your heart and your mind with all that garbage in this world, fill it with the Spirit. And that is how we will be on the alert. That is how we will be watchful. That is how we will keep Satan from robbing us of our eternal blessings by having control of our minds. We must be people who have control of our minds. But not only that, As we live in this world, to whom much has been given, much is expected, and much is expected of God's children, He expects us to soften our hearts. We must be people who soften our hearts. And it's very easy, as people who live in this world, and especially as people who live in America, it's very easy to forget that we have a responsibility to not be so focused on ourselves, but to be focused on other people. We must serve others. The two greatest commandments are love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. We see our neighbors every single day suffering. We see our neighbors every single day hurting. We see our neighbors every single day without. When we see them, we must do good for them. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10 that we must do good to all men. Do good to those who we see in this world who are suffering. Soften your heart to them. What is good? Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. Justice, love, and mercy. Pure and undefiled religion is helping the helpless. That is what we are called to do on this earth. It's not all about us, but it's all about serving the Lord. And we serve the Lord and we glorify God in our service and our love towards other people. We must soften our heart. And fourth and finally, as people who are living on this side of heaven, we must see her soul. In Proverbs chapter 31, as King Lemuel is describing the virtuous woman, he tells, she tells her son, Son, look past her physical beauty and see into her soul. And that's the lesson for us today. That's the lesson for me today. I'm preaching to myself. Tim, you must see her soul. 
Young people, see past her physical and his physical presence and look into their hearts. Social media is, is, is crippling this generation because everyone posts their, their best selfie. They, they post uh, the best filter. They post the best picture because it's all about looking the best. We must be people who see past all of that. Don't be deceived. That, that guy or that girl may look beautiful on Instagram, and they may look beautiful in person, but if their heart is not beautiful, that is not the type of person that you should pursue. See someone who takes care of herself in a spiritual way. See someone who has the, the potential to take care of a family. See someone who is respected in the community and ultimately see someone who fears the Lord. That's the type of person that all of us should pursue. And when we pursue people like that, we will be abundantly, abundantly and tremendously blessed on this side of heaven. Proverbs chapter 31 King Lemuel was sitting on his high and exalted throne. He had that golden scepter in his hand. The crown rested on his head. But he never forgot the words that his mother said. The Lord has promised all of his people that one day we too will receive a mansion, a robe, and a crown. If we want that to become a reality, then we must, while we have time on this side of heaven, live as those who are worthy of a mansion, robe, and crown. We're going to be people who know how to control our bodies. We're going to control our minds. We're going to soften our hearts. And we're going to see past the physical appearance of man and woman and look into the heart of all people. And if we do that, we will receive that imperishable wreath that is waiting for us in the great by and by. If you're here this morning and you're not a Christian, this is the perfect opportunity to become one. You do so by hearing the word of God, believing that Jesus Christ is his son. If you believe all of that, then repent and turn away from your sins, striving to serve the Lord and follow him. Confess the name of Jesus before all men. Have your sins washed away in the watery grave of baptism. If you've done that before, but you've fallen away, you've made mistakes, and you would like to make things right, or if you have any other spiritual need that we can help you with, please come to the front while we stand and sing this.